Have you heard that bang in the garage in the middle of the night? Could it have been a spring or a garage door has broken? Call the experts at Precision Door Service. Two numbers to contact them. Area code 708-474-6657 or 219-306-8155. They can always be reached online at precisiongarage-door.com. Those numbers again, in case of emergency, with your garage door, Precision Door Service at 708-474-6657 or 219-306-8155. You can always get them online at precisiongarage-door.com. Thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Uh, today is part two of Catching Up with Jason. Uh, last time we had um, so many viewers on that, that and, and kind of the conversation wasn't over. So we uh, we really wanted to um, just kind of follow up and, and just see where, where you were. But before we get into it, let's thank, um, let's thank our studio people. Uh, D-Lo Studio Designs redesigned all this for us with the help of my new business partner, Payrock. So a uh, big shout out to those guys. Uh, love doing some work with those guys nowadays. Uh, also, our technical producer, who is Justin, our creative producer, who is Esther, the house manager, Danielle, and of course, all this made possible by Larry and Sandy. So thanks, guys, wherever you are. Uh, so here we are, back to part two with uh, Jason, uh, catching up with Jason. Part one, we caught up with his health because uh, cancer and all things COVID uh, survived all that so far. But you had said you left us uh, kind of hanging last time um, with going to this new office, and it's very mysterious. <laughs> uh, this new office, and and when and we we've been left for a, a week here trying to figure out where you work now and what you do. So why don't you fill us in on on where the new office is and what you're doing? So yeah, technically, I think it's a new old office uh, returning. So I had been approached by the leaders of Faith Church. I've been on the staff of Faith Church for uh, seventeen and a half years. Uh, it's the church that I grew up in. I've had a lot of various roles. Uh, and most recently, from 2013 until June, I was the campus pastor for our Highland location. So started that location and then had the privilege of serving as one of the pastors there and leading that congregation. And it was great. And the leaders of Faith Church came to me and said, hey, would you consider becoming our executive pastor because we haven't had anyone officially in that role for a little over a year. And I said, if that's the best way that I can serve the church, I would be interested in doing that. And I did say to them, I mean, you know about my health issues, right? You, I mean, you want me to come do, let's just put it all on the table. We well, got to put do, it all I mean, on the table. Kind of what I thought when, when, when they got out there, I'm like, okay, okay. Clearly, obviously, of course, Jason, but you get the cancer thing, right? I mean, you get, you get where that, and then they didn't even know about COVID yet. Right? No, they didn't know. They didn't know about COVID. None of us did. But 
they said, yeah, we are fully, obviously we are fully aware of your health issues and we trust that God's going to take care of that and we'll take you for as long as we can have you. Which hopefully is another 20 years, right? That is I mean, the you're, hope, you're for getting, sure. You're getting close to 50, so we retire um, gainfully at 70, right? Yeah, we'll keep going as we'll long as it. we can. We'll take it. Yeah. Before we get into what an, what an executive pastor actually does, because this is my curiosity. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Uh, but before we get into that, let's go into a little bit of history of, of your role, of your career, of your ministry. So... We talked uh, in 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 spring months and months ago. We talked about family and love and your church and growing up in this church. So this is the same place, correct? So you and your mom and dad and your your uh, brother and your sister grew up in this little church in South Holland. Yep. In that little church in South Holland, grew up with you, right? Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, it, it, it became it became kind of a big. Big deal. Yeah. After I graduated from <laughs> after, college. After you left. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not after I left, but uh, after I graduated from college and came back, changes started to happen under uh, the leadership of Bob Bauer. He's been a phenomenal friend, been a, a phenomenal uh, pastor, turned into senior pastor, right? I mean, that's, yep. that's kind of a, a different title than, than he was, right? I mean, just start, he was associate pastor when he started. And, um, I mean, under his uh, leadership, and I, I know I've been very good, close with Bob for 26 years, under his prayerful, spirit-filled uh, leadership, that church has been a part of some, um, some pretty amazing things. Absolutely. I mean, holy cow, right? Yeah, not only in reaching new people for Jesus, but reigniting and oh. having people who knew Jesus live at a completely different level for him. Completely different. I mean, it's just been incredible to watch and be a part of that ministry under uh, Bob's leadership. It really has been a phenomenal ride, phenomenal to watch and to witness and, and to be a, a part of. And we talked a little bit before about um, you being so public and what it's like to go through private things publicly. But then we, I think we talked in, in, in talking with a couple months ago, we talked about your career uh, starting out. This is not what you wanted. No, like you didn't never planned on this the ministry life. Certainly didn't think about having a preacher's life. And now you're executive <laughs> preacher. You're like the preacher of preachers, right? <laughs> uh, uh, now, come on, man. Nobody, nobody planned this or intended this or, or wanted this. No, I always felt that I would have a marketplace position and be a lay leader, a volunteer within the church. And that was the trajectory that I was on until God changed that trajectory. And so you said about 17 years ago, you, you were out of a job and you just started working for the church that you grew up in. Not quite. Uh-huh. Not quite. Um I had been a corporate trainer for seven years, yep. and then in 2001, I lost that job. Yep. And actually, I had talked to Bob about joining the staff in 2000, before that while I was at the training company. And I thought, oh, I lost my job. Now would be a perfect time yeah. to join the Put staff. Together, yeah. But the leaders of the church said, we would look like we're giving you a job because you need one, not because we want to hire you. So I had a nine-month unemployment and then worked in doing 
operational management for landfills. And coming out of that, then I went to work at the church in 2004. Right. We couldn't call that um, garbage dumps. No. No. Absolutely not. not. It is a landfill. Um, And then you you start, did you start in the children's ministry? I did. I was the first pastor at children's. First faith kids, full-time person. We only had the dire location at that time. And yeah, and then, it's, and then, then things grew, right? I mean, so so things things were growing in early, uh, late 90s in South Island and early 2000s. And then we then Faith Church moved to dire in, in early 2000s. And, the, and it continued to grow. So, so you grew as a person. You grew as a leader. You, you grew as an employee, right? Because Faith Church is a church, but it's also... A company, right? I mean, it's it's got to be run with that many staff and that many people and that many ministries. It's got to be run with organizational skills. Yeah, you want to make sure that you're good stewards. People are <clears throat> investing. First of all, they're giving back to God, but they're yeah. investing in the ministry of Faith Church. So you want to make sure that the finances are handled with integrity and that they are used efficiently and effectively. So as it grew, you grew, and you grew into a different position. You became, uh, was it director of community outreach? Yeah, I was the director of connections in Dyer. Getting people plugged in. Yeah, to uh, small groups, serving opportunities. disciplines, stuff like that. Uh, And then you felt a call to make church ministry your livelihood as far as preaching, teaching, pastoring. Is that when you went to seminary? Well, actually, I went, uh, I intended to go to seminary uh, for a Master of Arts in Transformational Leadership. Yep. I felt like it fit my gifting from the corporate training that I did. Never intended to be a pastor and um, sent my application in, hadn't heard anything for a while, called them up. They said, oh, yeah, we know who you are. You called a couple weeks ago, and you switched to the Masters of Divinity program. And I said, uh, uh-huh. no, I didn't. No. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, Ten-minute fight on the phone. And uh, eventually they're like, okay, well, yeah, you were accepted, and the Transformational Leadership Program starts in September. This was the end of April. So I hang up the phone, and I think, ooh, that doesn't happen. So I started to ask people that I trust do you think this is God telling me that I should get a master's of divinity? Still not wanting to be a pastor. Unless it was an inside job and somebody called him and said, hey, (laughs) uh, Jason wants to be a pastor, so let's switch him over. Right. right? That didn't happen. So everybody said yes, uh, that I asked, and so I called back and then had to switch to the master's of divinity program. and This time officially. They're like, okay, that starts next month. So in 2006, I started that, and... Still just felt like I was going for my own development and to see what God wanted to do in me. Uh, it, was a five, it was a five-year five thing, years. right? Yep. And we talked about that last time. And uh, and then you then you became a pastor of the Reformed Church of America. Yep. Uh, and you opened uh, Valparaiso Campus. Uh, moved, in 2008. Moved to Highland, uh, opened that campus. 2013. Um and that, I think when we talked last time, that was it. That's where we were. Like you were the Highland Campus Pastor. Yep. Started that church, uh, tr- transformed that into a new vision, a new image, 
Loved that church, loved those people, loved preaching, loved being part of the, the pastoral staff of Faith Church Corporate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what happened? What changed? The leaders of Faith Church. Because you're not there anymore, so something yeah. changed, right? Yeah, the leaders of Faith Church <clears throat> came to me and said, hey, would you consider this? This is an opening that we have, and we obviously know you and think you're gifting and personality would fit this very well and help us as a church. Did it did it take a while in in your head and your heart to be like oh, hang on, that's that's like whiplash. That's not this, that's this. Not not really. I think since since the time that I lost my job because I always felt like, you know, lay leader with a marketplace position, and this was my trajectory, and it was a job that I just absolutely loved and loved who I worked with, and it was a, a good living. And ever since that got taken away, I have been very reluctant to try to set my own path. Yeah, right. Or to say, like, hey, this is where this I'm is going, what, this and this is, what, is, I'm is what I'm doing. Oh, boy, that'll preach, right? I've tried to be a lot more open-handed yeah, right. to say, right. Talk about that. God, what do you want? And he, So you never really felt locked in. Just in your own soul, in your own spirit, God will do what God will do. Correct. And he'll wake you up one morning and say, you're going to do this today, not what you've been doing the last 17 years. Yeah. So you've, you've gotten to a place of being okay with that. Absolutely. So when this transition came, it, it wasn't necessarily out of the blue in, in your heart. It could be, okay, fine. Because to be fair, you have been called to other churches. There have been a couple that have expressed interest along the way. So... You've had to walk down the path of exploring uh, different opportunities. Yes. And so this was similar, though it was within the same organization. Which made it a whole lot easier. Yeah, because you didn't have to move. Right. Go ahead. No, and um, we did not have to leave the people of Highland. That can be our home church where we worship. Um, If that would have... If they, if the church would have said you have to worship at another location or whatever, uh, that would have been a deal breaker because the people of Highland have been walking with us and loving us so faithfully since we've been there, and then through the entire cancer journey, yeah. there was no way we were leaving them. Right. Uh, so you're back in your old office. It's also interesting to me that. Your vision or your idea of your career uh, to be a um, in the marketplace dealing with people and also be in ministry as a side hustle or a lay leader or whatever. It's you're kind of back to doing that. Correct. Because as executive pastor, you're not in a regular preacher anymore. You're not a, uh, a pastor in the traditional sense any longer. You're more business mind. What and instead of me, uh, 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 screwing up your job description, <laughs> why don't you tell me what you actually do now? Like what does Mondays look like for you these days? Sure. Well, I still, um, have the ability to preach. If I didn't have the ability to preach again, it would have been a a deal breaker, but it's different because now I rotate to the different locations. I went to the location pastors and I asked them, 
How can I serve you in this role? How frequently would you like me to preach here? And uh, that varies in number throughout the year. But uh, it gives me that opportunity to go and do that. So recently. So now you're kind of in the bullpen. Correct. When somebody's uh, sick or needs a break or needs a vacation, Pastor Jason becomes Preacher Jason again. Correct. So if I preach on Sunday, then usually Monday is off, but we'll see. Uh, But yeah, go into the office and really the executive pastor is at the top of the organizational chart in terms of where the employees end, except for our senior pastor. He and I both report to our consistory, but any issues regarding our staff, and we have about 94 staff uh, through our five locations. So, you know, uh, since June, I've had people who've come in who've said, I'm giving my two weeks notice, uh, numerous people. So you're searching that, for people. And that's because of you. They're like, oh, we got the new boss. <laughs> I'm out, right? It, it did Probably. seem kind of yeah. coincidental yeah, that I said yes, and they all Time. said no yeah. um, for, for different reasons and opportunities that they had. And so you need to do searches. You need to cover while they're gone, work with the team. So you would say one of your, one of your, I say most important, but one of the, the most urgent slash important jobs is staffing or relational, interpersonal relationships in terms of staffing is one of your first jobs. Correct. Yeah. yeah. My, my responsibility I would categorize is helping move all of us forward together. So all five locations to move forward together. And, you know, Faith Church is unique in how we do this multi-site I've model. Never, yeah, I've never heard that before. And so so you're really looking at this job as a job of service. It's, it's how can you serve Correct. the staff? How can you serve the pastoral staff? How can you serve the campuses to all move forward together? Yeah, how can I empower them? How can I get them resources how can I make sure we are moving forward together? Because if if this location over here all of a sudden wants to do this, that can impact this location over here. And are we on the same page? Are we having good communications? Are we making decisions together um, in order to make sure we're doing it together? All right, hang on. No, 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 no offense to you, but bro, you're screwed. <laughs> that's a big job, man. That's a huge job. Yeah, I and mean, that's. Almost impossible for anybody, even somebody as gifted and as qualified as you in that role of of where ministry meets business. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're kind of you kind of sit at the crossroads of corporate and ministry. Yes. Yeah. That's an that's an that's an almost impossible task. How are you doing it? Uh, carefully and not alone. I'm not making decisions by myself. I have a great relationship with Pastor Bob. We are working very well, well together. Been, he's been your pastor for 30 years. 30 years. So it's, yeah. it's an easy transition, right? And then we have <clears throat> wonderful volunteer leaders and staff leaders that I work with, and we get to process things together and come up with decisions. And then, you know, I really just try to be honest. I'm not giving people secret messages or I'm not saying one thing and meaning something else. I'm pretty straightforward. 
like, here's where it is. Here's what I know. I want you to be aware this could happen. Um, just trying to be as authentic as possible as we do it, because we're going to make decisions not everybody's happy with. Um, but we want you to be informed about them, and we want to tell you about them as quickly as we can. A lot of prayer? Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of before I'm walking into it, it, this position is a lot of tough conversations. Oh a lot of tough conversations <laughs> in a lot of different areas That's and awesome. with a lot of different people. Uh, yeah. And so. Because church is a church. Whether it's faith church or any church, I'm thinking, is just, it's a different environment. Yeah, with a church, so so let, yeah, let me just, yeah, so it's a lot of, before I'm walking into a meeting, into a discussion, it's just praying, Holy Spirit, go before me, make the way, allow this to go far better than I I'm can even imagine. And usually... It actually does. Uh, surprisingly, right. prayer works. Right. Um, but then, yeah, it is a lot of really hard conversations in order to in in order to make those things happen, and in order to in order to step into in order to step into those things. Yes, and, and that's and that's only in the interpersonal relational part of staff relationships. Right. Is that so? Yeah. Um, what's, what's some of the reward? What's some of the good stuff? Yeah, the beauty is, um, you know, I've only been at it since June, but I think um, it's bringing an energy. Uh, me in this role is bringing an energy that people are sensing that there is change that is happening and change for the better. Yeah, okay, so so after the initial, I'm going to say shock or surprise or the, the whatever of, of Pastor Jason is now the executive pastor of Faith Church, after that kind of wears off, you, if you've had some conversations, you, you feel that most people uh, feel hopeful. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you do too. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. I think we're things are on the right trajectory. We're making uh, really good changes. We're trying to shore up the infrastructure, the organization to allow us to move into what we are calling an interdependent model of churches, where there is more autonomy and decision making made at the locations. And so in order to do that, though, I mean, because we do believe while we're moving towards more autonomy and decision-making, we still believe we are better together. Sure. And so that happens through communication and it happens through relationship in believing the best about the people you're doing ministry with. Um, what are some of the bigger challenges? There's always challenges. Uh, you know, trying to do very good evaluation um, evaluation of ministries, evaluation of staff people who you don't work with. Yeah, the right, are, the, are the right people in the right seat on the bus? And is the, the right bus moving in the right direction? And are we doing the right things for this community at this time of life? Right. I'm assuming, right? Yeah. I mean, figuring out how to do that evaluation well, because everybody loves their ministry and you love people and you talk about you know, conversations about people leaving the staff. The church is a unique uh, 
organism because people are so tied to it that if you are separating employment, that is so, so difficult because that is their place of worship. It is probably their friend group. It's their source of community, and there becomes some sort of fracture or complete fission between those things if there is a separation. So that's really hard to do. Yeah, and that can that can get ugly. Yeah, and and yeah, you know, with a staff of of ninety four, a large portion of the budget goes to staffing, evaluating: do we have the right portion of our budget going to staffing? But then also wanting to make sure that your staff, who are excellent and very good at what they do, that they're compensated well in this job market right now. I mean, one of the forecasts is that the cost of living adjustment is going to be 6%. If 6% is going to be the increase on the greatest portion of our budget for next year, those are things you got to wrestle through. Yeah, you do the math. Yeah, right. and literally, <clears throat> you do the math because I'm not. Right, I'm not the executive pastor. Right? Thankfully, we have financial people. <laughs> right, right. Uh, how's how's your wife with this change, uh, lifestyle, career? Yeah, the first weekend uh, we got in the car to go to church together, and right now we only have our 17 year old Kate at home with us. But the three of us got in the car just to go to church. Wow, as a normal family. And I said, uh, does this feel weird to anybody else? Yeah. And they both said, absolutely. You haven't done that in 17 years. Right. We drove to church together. If we were not at church, we were on vacation, so it was completely different anyway. Yeah, nobody goes to church on vacation. And even if I was <laughs> preaching, um, even if I wasn't preaching at church, I still had to be there to oversee yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, you to unlock the door. So, but... I think she's doing really well with it. Um, she sees that it has brought um, a new excitement, a new passion, uh, reinvigorated some things in me. Um, so she's, I think she's pleased. You still have, I mean, let's, we got, we got just a couple minutes here. Yeah. You still have a scary health diagnosis. That is correct. What do you, how are you taking care of yourself? Are you, are you, are you taking some time off to just be and take care of yourself and your health and go for hikes and walks and journal and pray and take care of you? I feel like I'm taking care of myself. Um, and I think one of the ways that I do take care of myself that benefits me is to use my gifting and to be serving. Um because I would much rather be running super hard to the finish line than coasting in. And quite honestly, the first part of this year, we knew this transition may happen. And this was a long conversation. And so the leaders at Faith Highland, when chemo was coming, they said, Hey, this is a perfect uh, opportunity. You kind of step back and allow Tim Heisinger, my associate pastor, my apprentice in Highland, allow him to take over more leadership because if the transition happens, then we can, you know, have a good affirmation for him to take your spot. And we did that and he's he's doing great. Um, but that time of stepping back and kind of being like, huh, how do I use my time? What do I, there's not much for me to do. That was horrible for me. Yeah. You need to be busy. I need to be busy. 
Well, just want to make sure you take care of yourself because the last thing I need to do is 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 come to the hospital to see you in the middle of a nervous breakdown yeah. because you're overworked, overburdened, over overhealthed, whatever. So, no, and the church is extremely supportive. Nobody, nobody's asking me if I'm putting the time in. They know yeah. that I'm doing what I need to do, and you know if I leave early on Friday afternoon or you know I know I have a meeting, so I go home. When the weather's nice, sit out in the sun, relax. Yeah. I'm ta- I'm taking care of myself. Well, there's no good there's no good easy way to to wrap this up. Of course, uh, we're we're good friends outside of the studio, so we will yeah. continue to talk uh, so much with the family as well with the 316 family. But brother, just so you you know, man, I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm honored to to be your friend, and I'm so hopeful for you and your life and your health and your your family, your marriage, uh, your kids, your ministry. I'm just uh, I'm just so excited for you and for your life. Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out 316 Podcast. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, just a reminder where you can catch us. You can always catch us on Facebook. That's 316 Podcasts. Uh, And if you just want to stream and listen, we're on uh, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Apple. What else is out there? Wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, That's 316 Podcasts. So that's the number three, the word 16 podcasts with an S. Or you can always email us at 316podcast at gmail.com. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Thanks for watching 316 Podcast.